Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lotaki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lotaki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we get the chance of a lifetime with Sony's Gran Turismo. All you do is play video games with some crazy dreams of racing cars. Dad, you're the one that told us to always do something we love. What is this? It's a contest. The best Gran Turismo players in the world get a chance to compete in professional racing. Dude, this is real. I'm sorry. You really think you're going to take a kid who plays video games in their bedroom, you're going to strap him to a 200-mile-an-hour rocket. It'll tear him to pieces. Oh, that's where you come in. When you're in a race, the cockpit is going to be 140 degrees Fahrenheit. I can't see anything! Hey, you get extra points for that in the game? But I won't stop now. Based on the unbelievable, inspiring true story of a team of underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport exec who risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Written by the team of Jason Hall, Zach Balin, and Alex C., and directed by Neil Blomkamp, Gran Turismo stars David Harbour as Jack Slater, Orlando Bloom as Danny Moore, Archie Medequi as Jan Mardenborough, Takahiro Hira as Kazunori Yamauchi, and features Darren Barnett, Jerry Hallowell Horner, Jimin Hansu, Joshua Stradowski, Daniel Puig, Maeve Corder Lilly, and Pepe Barrasso. PlayStation Entertainment is officially developing a number of projects based on their popular game series, including Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, and others. So when one of those series, Gran Turismo, was announced as a film, I very loudly asked myself why and how. You see, Gran Turismo is a hyper-realistic racing game simulator that holds rights with almost every automotive manufacturer available. The cars are 3D scanned, as are the tracks, components, and drivers. So how are you going to make a movie out of a racing game simulator? Well, you base it on a true story. Story-wise, I was not aware of the story of Jan Mardenborough. And while this movie does take some liberties, it also stays pretty true to reality, which makes it seem all the less real. There are moments of genuine happiness, sadness, frustration, and grief that are all tackled with sincerity and expertise. The story is equal parts entertaining, as well as unbelievable. To see it played out over 2 hours and 15 minutes was a bit of an overkill, but it was still quite enjoyable. Acting-wise, while Gran Turismo wasn't a slam dunk, it was pretty well done. David Harbour and Orlando Bloom both do quite well and tend to steal scenes throughout the movie, but the biggest star of this film was Archie Madequi's Jan. His character shows a solid range of emotions, and while it sometimes can come across as flat, other times he is utterly raw and exudes pure talent. The worst actor in this movie, just because it's fun to point out, in my my opinion is Jerry Hallowell. If you wanna be my lover. Look, the Spice Girls were one thing, but I'm not sure that they were going for an aloof, passive mother who only shows genuine emotion following an injury to her son. Again, my opinion. Where this movie hits a home run, though, is in its CGI and racing sequences. With technology where it is, Neil Blomkamp utilizes HD drones, other vehicles, and CG to really make you feel the racing and tension. It's fast, it's loud.
crowd and everything you want from a racing movie. My only frustration is that, as always in Hollywood, the trailers showed some of the coolest parts, making it seem a little bit less impressive on the big screen. The biggest miss for this movie, though, was in the sound editing. Now, full disclosure here, what I saw was still considered an early cut. In fact, there was a disclaimer starring David Harbour saying as much before the film started. Gran Turismo does not officially release until August 25th, but there was a number of times where I wish I had subtitles because it seemed like important things were being said by characters, but you couldn't hear it clearly at all. While my review is based on the film that I saw, I will say that it's possible that this will be cleaned up by the time the film officially releases. Overall, Gran Turismo is a very fun movie and will be a blast for both fans of the game series and fans of racing in general. The visuals are incredible and the acting is pretty good for the story that you're getting. I wouldn't rush to go and see this film again, but I'm very happy to have seen it in theaters to experience the visual effects. I give Gran Turismo a B+. Summer is rapidly coming to an end, but there's no reason you can't still bring the heat. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some casting confirmation. This past weekend, Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney confirmed that she will be playing Julia Carpenter, aka Spider-Woman, in Sony's upcoming Madam Web project starring Dakota Johnson. In addition to confirming her role, Sweeney said that she headed straight to a comic shop after joining Sony Marvel's Madam Web because she wanted to learn more about the character. When asked if her character will play a more significant role in Sony's extended universe of Spider-Man related films, she said nothing but smiled knowingly. Madam Webb will revolve around Cassandra Webb, a character traditionally depicted as an elderly blind woman suffering from chronic neuromascular disease that hinders her movement and respiratory functions. As a byproduct of her condition, Madam Webb remains connected to a life support system that looks like a spider's web. This past weekend, Disney released its latest quarterly earnings report, which included a list of upcoming theatrical films, but one film in particular seems to be missing. A Haunting in Venice releases on September 15th, The Creator on September 29th, The Marvels on November 10th, Next Goal Wins on November 17th, Wish on November 22nd, The Bike Riders December 1st, and so on and so forth until you see that you cannot find Deadpool 3. Someone's not counting. Deadpool 3 had originally been set to hit theaters on November 8th of 2024, but was bumped up to May a couple of months ago. Production on Deadpool 3 has been halted due to the SAG strike, so it's possible that Disney is playing it safe and ensuring that they'll have enough time to complete the movie once a deal is reached. Visual effects artists at Marvel Studios announced this past week that they have voted to unionize and say that they want to be represented by the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Over the past few years, there's been horror stories from Marvel VFX artists about their poor working conditions, where much of the crew are overworked and underpaid, so the move to unionize comes as no surprise. IATSE President Matthew Loeb said, quote, We are witnessing an unprecedented wave of solidarity that's breaking down old barriers in the industry and proving we're all in this fight together. That doesn't happen in a vacuum. Entertainment workers everywhere are sticking up for each other's rights. That's what our movement is all about. I congratulate these workers on taking this important step and using their collective voice. In the world of DC, despite recent comments from Gal Gadot, in which she claimed 
claim that James Gunn and Peter Safran were developing a third Wonder Woman movie beside her, Variety is reporting that that just isn't true. According to their sources, Wonder Woman 3 is not in development at DC Studios, and Gunn and Safran have no plans for any type of Wonder Woman project in the new DC universe for now. Prior to Gunn and Safran taking over DC Studios, there were plans for a third Wonder Woman movie with Patty Jenkins set to return, but it was reported that the project didn't fit in with their current plans. Moving to the small screen, a new trailer was released for Adam Sandler's next Netflix comedy titled You Are So Not Invited to My But Mitzvah. What's the matter? Something bugging you? She betrayed me. She kissed my crush and then he touched her on her boob and pee. A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Oh, I underboob. Hey, I got plenty of that. You're not taking this seriously. You used to be such a respectful kid. I volunteered at the retirement home. So you could do a mitzvah or so you could flirt with a boy. Facts. Real talk. What is it enough? No, it's enough. It's too late. You don't shape up. Your bat mitzvah's gonna be canceled, sis. Dad, just talk to her, don't yell. Sir, can you won't let me have a mojito bar. That's why we fought the Nazis, so you can have a mojito bar. She's growing up so fast, it's crazy. I'm drinking now. I tried it the other day, I didn't like it, we're good. Lifelong best friends Stacy and Lydia have long dreamt of epic bat mitzvahs, but when popular boy Andy Goldfarb and Hebrew school drama come between them, their perfect plans go comically awry. Directed by Sammy Cohen and produced by Happy Madison and Alloy Entertainment, the cast includes Adam Sandler and his entire family, including real-life wife Jackie Sandler, their daughters Sadie and Sonny Sandler, plus Samantha Lorraine, Dylan Hoffman, Sarah Sherman, Dan Bula, Ido Masseri, Jackie Hoffman, Zara Kutumpur, and Louise Guzman. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Mitzvah hits Netflix on August 25th. This past week, Disney Plus has announced that they have a plan to limit password sharing as well as a price increase. In their Q3 earnings call, CEO Bob Iger said that he plans to stop excessive password sharing on Disney Plus, and that project is entirely underway. He said, quote, we are actively exploring ways to address account sharing and the best options for paying subscribers to share their accounts with friends and family. Later this year, we will begin to update our subscriber agreements with additional terms and our sharing policies, and we will roll out tactics to drive monetization sometime in 2024. Netflix also cut down on password sharing, but reported that this spring, their initiative saw a growth of more than 70,000 users over the course of just one week. In regards to the price increase, it was announced that in October, Disney Plus Premium will be going from $10.99 US to $13.99 US, while Hulu without ads will bump from $14.99 to $17.99 US. Due to the ongoing Writers Guild of America and Screen Actors Guild strikes, it was announced this past week by The Hollywood Reporter that the 2023 Emmys will be delayed until January of next year. The new date is scheduled for Monday, January 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The Hollywood Reporter noted that not only does it fall on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but that it'll also mark nearly five months after the last ballot had been cast. Emmy voting, after all, is proceeding as scheduled despite WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes, with the final round beginning August 17th and lasting through August 28th. And once again, we end on bad news. Oscar-winning director William Friedkin, best known for The Exorcist, The 
French connection and to live and die in L.A., has passed away at the age of 87. It was also announced that actor Johnny Hardwick, best known as the voice of Dale Gribble on King of the Hill, has passed away at the age of 64. The death is considered sudden, and the cause of death is pending until the Austin coroner's office can thoroughly investigate. In January, Hulu announced a King of the Hill revival, with Hardwick set to reprise his role of Dale Gribble. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, I know you're scared, but whether you like it or not, you are in this race. Come on, get in the fight.